It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? Me and Ed back with you with another Locked On Wizards episode. Sadly, we got the Wizards' second two-game losing streak of the season. They take an L tonight in Miami off a of back-to-back. But first, this episode of Locked On Wizards is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Now, I also want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I mean, it... 97 points, 49% from the field, 42% from three. Uh, if you look at it from what the Wizards typically do on offense, that's a really good day. I mean, Bradley Bill dropped 30 on 11 for 18. Fish at night for him. But in that third quarter, that second half, the Wizards just couldn't stop a nosebleed. I mean, it was simple as that. The Heat shot 50% from the field, 38% from three. They was getting whatever they wanted in the paint. Jimmy Butler was getting to the free throw line. Heat shot 24 to the Heat, meaning Wizards 10. Hey, how you feeling about it? Uh, I'm not feeling too great, but it's not doom and gloom. Uh, I'm not going to overreact mm-hmm. to it. I mean, we're missing – we missed Gaffer tonight. We clearly missed him. Uh, his his post-presence and, you know, protecting the paint. Jimmy Butler did whatever he felt like doing. He had 30 points, and he barely played in the fourth quarter. Um, he got to the basket every time he felt like doing it. Um, I thought Trez tried his best against Bam Adebayo, but Bam Adebayo was getting to the basket a couple of times with some pick and rolls. Even uh, Gabe Vincent got to the basket and scored a couple of times. He, he even had a dunk wide open in the lane, and that's just in, in, inexcusable. They dominated us um, <coughs> Excuse me, with points in the paint. They had 50 points in the paint to our 40. We turned the ball over way too many times. That led to fast break points. Um, we had 17 turnovers. They only had six, so we clearly lost the turnover battle. Um, the, the threes that we did miss, and we shot the ball better from three. Your bold prediction came true, 41% from the three. Um, the, the shots that we did miss that led to fast breaks for Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, they finished their layups on fast breaks. So, um, like I said, we, we definitely missed some guys. Spencer Dinwiddie missing, that definitely hurt. Uh, Daniel Gafford's post presence, his his shot blocking, his rim protection definitely hurt us tonight too. Um, but we, we clearly, we just don't know how to score against his own defense. That hurt us last night against the Hornets. We struggled uh, when they went to zone in the second quarter and a little bit in the third quarter. They went on a, on another long run in the third quarter. The Hornets went on a long run uh, in the third quarter, too. So, you know, Wes Hunsell has been doing a good job with halftime adjustments the last two games. Um, not so much. It looks like they go to that zone. We need to practice against the zone. You know, we need to shoot around, practice. One time, Denny went to the high post. Caught the ball, faced the basket, or I think it was Kuzma, and then we got an easy layup. He did a dump off to, <coughs> excuse me, to, to Kuzma, and he made an easy layup. We we got to do stuff like that, um, and, and break down the zone. But um, 
yeah, points on the paint and 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 um turnovers were the tail of the tape tonight. And they got to the free throw line a lot. The Heat are great again to the free throw line. They're averaging 21 attempts per game, and they make 82% of their free throws. Um, Jimmy Butler got to the line a lot tonight, too. So they they went 20 for 24 from the free throw line. We went six for 10 from the free throw line. So that was a big difference in the game tonight, too. Um, let me see how many free throws Jimmy Butler shot tonight. Uh, he shot 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 from the free throw line. So he, he dominated us. He did whatever he felt like doing. P.J. Tucker uh, hit a couple corner threes. We left them wide open. We know what P.J. Tucker can do. I brought that up last night that he can hit threes from the corner. He went three for three from the from the three point line. I have fifteen points tonight. So, <clears throat> excuse me, stuff like that can't help him. Can't happen. Kyle Lowry, and I'll I'll tip my cap to the Heat. They they did good defensively. They they moved their feet on defense. They pressed up on us. They played full court defense. They picked up from full court and then they dropped back into a zone. It looked like a college game where they full court press you and then they drop back into the zone. It looked exactly like a college game. Um, in my opinion. So um, Kyle Lowry killed us too. He, he had eight points, but he made a big impact with 12 assists. Um, guys came off the bench, like I said, and played well. But tonight it just it looked like we really gave Vincent 18 points. Goodness gracious. But um, it just looked like we were missing guys. We, we could definitely use Rui. I know it's going to take some time for him to come back. We can definitely use Thomas Bryant, Spencer Dinwiddie, even Bertans just for shooting. Um and like I said, Gafford, you know, but the, the Heat had guys out too. So I'm not going to make any excuses on who was out, who was in. Um, but yeah, tonight we, we just got, we got manhandled in the paint and we had silly turnovers tonight. So, uh, but this is another learning experience. And like I said, this is a gut check stretch. But on the bright side, we play the Heat again on uh, Saturday night and then we play the Hornets again on I want to say Monday night. So but I, I gotta give props to Core Kisper. This was his best game by far. So I'm happy to see him perform well. Yeah, I, to start on a positive note for me, uh Corey Kisper was very happy. You know, I thought he was due for his little Garrison Matthews game. You know the game Garrison Matthew had against the Heat um last year. I think it was last year or a year before that where he dropped big numbers. But so that was good to see for the rookie, 13 points, 5 for 10 from the field, 3 for 7 for 3. Cal Kuzma had a better game, 7 for 12, 4 for 9 from the 3, 19 points, 13 rebounds. I already spoke about Bradley Bill. I, I think, man, that third quarter, they just killed the Wizards. I mean, P.J. Tucker had, a like I think, about three wide-open corner threes and this is what I said when we had Matt on, Matt Moderna on, and he spoke about how they said the numbers were that the opposition were missing shots that they typically would make. And I attributed it to the Wizards playing tough defense and getting hands in every, I mean, in people's faces for every shot, which is making it hard for them to, you know, make their open shots. But when you let the Heat hit open shot after open shot, when they they start hitting contested shots, you know, it, it makes it a little easier. It's contagious, you know. So that third quarter was rough. It was rough. It definitely, I think, was the, the deciding factor in this game. The Wizards tried to make a little push in the fourth quarter. They got it to 10. Brad put up, a, I would say, an ill-advised three. And then the Heat just kind of took back off and went on another little run. The good thing is, like I, like you said, they do get these teams at home the Heat, and the Hornets, so they do have their opportunity to get their get back. And I, I'm not losing my mind because, yes, the Heat, like, they were missing Tyler Hero, but Daniel Gaffer, it was a glaring issue down low. Like, it was glaring. They needed him. 
badly. Definitely. And they needed Dinwiddie badly. I, if Dinwiddie played, I'm sure he would have scored more than zero points tonight. <laughs> I, that could have been like, – I, I would have put money on that, that he would have scored more than zero points. Aaron Holiday and Howell Neto, they, they didn't give the Wizards much tonight. Howell Neto had zero points, 0 for 3 from the field. Aaron Holiday had four points. He had five rebounds, two for seven for the field. He had some um, turnovers that were pretty bad. KCP struggled. I, I mean, two for six from the three. He three for seven for the field. He had eight points, but looking for more out of KCP. And I think Denny had a decent game. Denny was okay. But Trez, I, he did what he could. Um, he was contesting, but it just didn't matter. You know, like Bam was going up to, uh, at his body. He was making them. And it's a tough matchup. Bam Adebayo is a really good player. But the turnovers, 17. We speak about it all the time. We speak about it in wins. We say they, they got to keep the turnovers on. They kept these this team in the game because because of the turnovers. If they play better teams, it's going to come to bite, back to bite them. And that's what it did. You can't have 17 turnovers at Miami, you know, against the Heat. It's going to kill you. So, like I said, I'm just glad they get that get back. You know, they got an <laughs> opportunity to turn it around and, you know, do something about it. But before we get into more about this game, we do have a message from our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our listeners that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to pro- use promo code NBA. You can pick two to five players in an over slash under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On, which is your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, Ed, I mean, what would you say? Let me ask you this. I mean, what would you say was the most glaring issue tonight? Would you say it was the turnovers? Would you say it was the... You know, the paint defense. What would you say you felt like was the biggest was it the free throw discrepancy? Um, I would say the turnovers, to be honest. There were some times where I would look down or they would show so the cameo, because they the camera, NBC Sports watching, they would show like Jimmy Butler on the bench, like laughing or whatever sometimes, or like like little cameo shots of who scored. 
And the next thing you know, I see they got a steal and they're going down the other way. I was like, how in the world did we turn over the ball so quickly? So I was very confused on some of the turnovers. They were just kind of um, mental mistakes. It wasn't like they forced us into turnovers. Like I uh, tip my cap to the heat because they did play tough defense. They rotated really well. They communicated well. They had help on every possession. P.J. Tucker is a really good defender. Brad was giving P.J. Tucker buckets, though. Brad had a... He had a good offensive game. Let me look at his. He was 11 for 18 from the field, so he he shot pretty well. This is a really good game for Bradley Bill compared to some of the earlier games that he had where he was shooting like 30% from the field. Um, but I, I thought we had some silly mental mistakes. There. Aaron Holiday, I, I want to say he dribbled the ball out of bounds one time. Hollow Neto had a couple of turnovers. Um, we, we just had some silly mental mistakes. Um, Bradley Bill did have six turnovers. Aaron Holiday had four turnovers. But he did have five assists. Uh, Neto had Neto didn't have a turnover at all. So um, I, I, I clear. I thought we had some silly turnovers, to be honest. Um, that led to some points for the Miami Heat. Uh, points in the paint was was bad though. Like I said, Jimmy Butler he did whatever he felt like doing, get to the basket. Same thing with Gabe Vincent. He did whatever he felt like doing. He could get to the basket. Kyle Lowry, um, <coughs> excuse me, he felt like he he did whatever he felt like doing, get to the basket too. But in my opinion, seventeen turnovers. You're not going to win a lot of games like that, especially when the other team only turns the ball over six times. Um, you're, you're not going to win the turnover differential like that. It, it's almost impossible to win like that. So, um, But it is a tough one between points in the paint, giving up 50 points in the paint, or the turnovers. I, I, I would go turnover tonight, but it, it is a tough one. Either one, we just shot ourselves in the foot allowing that to happen, and I just can't stand the way we play against uh, zone defenses. It's just like we don't know how to – play against it is like we were like chickens with our head heads cut off we don't have anybody go to the middle of the defense we all stand around and we know we're not the best three-point shooting team in the world even though we did shoot better from the three and um kcp has been a little erratic this year he has been he has been a little up and down he's been consistent and that's kind of how he was with the lakers he had eight points um two for six three yeah two for six two for six from the three but um he's been very inconsistent this year so i do want to see <clears throat> excuse me, some more consistent shooting. Um, and I did find an interesting stat on Dinwiddie when he does come back on Saturday. So in 10 games with Bradley Bill, he's averaging 12 points per game, four rebounds per game, and five assists per game. But in three games, I know it's a small sample size, but in three games without Bradley Bill, he's averaging 28 points per game, seven boards per game, and eight assists per game. And he's shooting the ball 20 times compared to shooting the ball 11 times per game when Bradley Bill is there. So I, I want to see, like I said, like we both been saying, we want to see more aggressiveness. When Spencer didn't, when he plays with Bradley Bill, I don't know if it's the knee or just chemistry, him trying to get used to playing with Bradley Bill and setting other guys up, setting up Gaff, setting up Harrell, setting up Kisper, KCP, Kuz, whoever. But we, we do need we do need him to be more aggressive. We do need him to be that score that he was. But the Brooklyn Nets, when Kyrie wasn't playing and Karis LeVert wasn't playing or KD wasn't playing, we do want to see – it didn't really because we saw it against the Magic. We saw it against the Pacers where he put up 20 or he's averaging 20 points per game in those three games. That's what we want to see from Dinwiddie. So um, that's what we brought him here to do is to be that guy he was in Brooklyn. So um, I know it takes time and chemistry. So I, I do. I, I know I just went on a tangent about something else that wasn't the question. But, you know, that's that's what we want to see from Dinwiddie. If we do want to reach our goal of having um, playoff games at home. I still think this team is a, is a playoff team for sure. These two games mm-hmm. have not changed my opinion. Um, I know people in the comments were saying that we were doing with doom on the last episode, but these two games <coughs> show that we have some things to work on. 
But like I said, I'm not I'm not giving up on this team. I don't think the 10 and 3 start was a fluke at all. I think we're seeing some flaws and we definitely need some guys to be healthy and come back. So um, that's just how I feel on that. Another thing that I want to I find interesting that I kind of want to get your take on, too. What do you feel like? Do you feel like pace, the pace is kind of the problem offensively, or do you not think it's that big of a deal? Because, I, like, the Wizards out in offensive transition, I just feel like nobody is right, really, like, going. Like, maybe they don't have, like, for example, if Ishmith was out there, Ishmith is going. You know, he's like, he's out of there. He's ready to run. And I know it's a different team under different coaching, but do you feel like, they should speed it up a little bit, or do you like the pace that they're at right now? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I actually like us slowing it down for the first when we went on this hot streak 10 to 3. Um, it was working this slow, methodical pace, you know, compared to what we did last year, where you know, Russ would just go it go and just be energizer bunny, just zoom and go, you know. Um, that that worked, you know, towards the end of the stretch of the season when we did go 17 and 6. So that did work for the Wizards at that time. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but um, for this team, I, I think Rui, man, I, I bring him up again. He, he's another uh guy that runs in fast breaks, and he got a lot of fast break dunks. I feel like last year when he dunked on Anthony Davis, and I feel like when he does come back, um, that will help with pace. I think you know, Dinwiddie will want to push it, and um, Aaron Holiday, he's capable of pushing the pace too. Aaron Holiday's fast, you know, he can definitely, you know, he's not as fast as Ed Smith, but he's capable of pushing. The pace, but um, I think I think it will help. But I do think we can still win with this middle. I think we're ranked like 16th in pace, which is fine. Um, I, I think honestly, we we just I think I think the pace isn't all the problem. But I think you know if we do want to push it a little bit to get Gafford set, I think we'll help guys like Gaff, who's a rim runner. Um, same thing when when Rui comes back, I think that will really benefit benefit with pace. Um, but yeah. I, I think I think we're fine with, with this 15th slow kind of methodical. We just got to manufacture some points. And this zone defense, we got to figure out ways to to score on it. And um, I, I think I think I think they're fine with the pace right now. But um, I, I think with West, what was working is the defense and getting stops. But now teams are catching up to us and they know if they can sit back and pack the paint then the Wizards is going to be a, a long night for the Wizards. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I'm kind of like, I feel like the pace is fine. You know, I do at times wish they could, you know, they would, you know, kind of speed it up a little bit. But for the most part, it's working. You know, so like I always say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's only been two games and it's a lot of good to look on. You can't say, you know, I know the fans is like, oh, it's fluke. You can't say, you know, when people were saying it's early, the Wizards are 10 and 3, and it's early, you're like, everybody was like, no, look at the teams they played, but they lose two games. You can't flip around and be like, oh, it's doom and gloom now. Is it not early anymore? I mean, it's still early. You know, we're figuring out things. Teams going losing streaks. It's only been two games. Wizards can figure it out. They will figure it out. They got guys that come back, that will come back. One quick note before we get to another message from our friends. I think as far as Spencer Dinwiddie, I think they're just figuring it out right now. You know, like we continue to say, it's early. They're figuring it out, you know, that, you know, getting that chemistry. Dinwiddie's trying to find his balance in between getting his shots and staying, being aggressive 
and making sure everybody else eats as well. You know, it's hard to find that balance, and this is the beginning of the season. It hasn't even been 20 games yet. So he's working on that, and I think he'll get that um, get that down. But, guys, we do have a message from our friends over at Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all of the good food and treats, and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert, but it isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bill Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Bill Bar or go for a raspberry Bill Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Bill Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Bill Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Bill Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. The offer is to go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, Ed, I mean, before we wrap things up, you know, I do want to get to a player of the game, X Factor, you know, if it's for the Heat, whoever you want to do, if you want to do one. And just... Since we played the Heat again, what's your going off for this game? Um, player of the game. I, I guess I do. I want. I want, do want to give Kyle Kuzma some props. Um, I thought he played a lot better tonight. Nineteen points, thirteen boards, and seven assists. <coughs> Excuse me. He almost had a triple double and um, seven assists to three turnover ratio. Thought that was really good from him. From him, I do want to see him get to the basket more, though. I think he's capable of. Uh, being more aggressive and, and creating a shot towards the basket and getting to the free throw line a little bit more. He only shot two free throws. I think he's capable of getting to, getting to the line more. That's what I see. Want to see from him? I thought Montrez had a hot start. Stop giving him the ball for some reason. He had twelve points and nine boards. We need to stop doing that. Stop giving the bigs, um, the, <laughs> excuse me, the basketball. Um, but player of the game was Jimmy Butler. I mean, he took over. He did whatever he felt like doing. He had thirty-two points. I kept saying he had thirty points, but he had thirty-two points. Um, and he only played how many minutes? Did he, he played 34 minutes, which is a good amount of minutes. But I feel like, um, he, <laughs> excuse me, he sat down in the fourth quarter. Um, X Factor for them was really Gabe Vincent. I mean, the guy, I want to say he played in Nigeria. He beat the USA team in those exhibition games to start off the uh, exhibition. I remember him. Um, so, <laughs> excuse me, he was the X Factor. And um, keys to victory, um, protecting the paint. Defending the three-point line, we cannot let P.J. Tucker come into D.C. and Verizon Center or Capital One Arena and hit corner threes. We just cannot let that happen. Um, got to stop Jimmy Butler from getting to the paint. You're not going to stop him, but you got to limit him. We need the Denny with the clamps to come back. 
We need him to throw up the X. We need him to show up against Jimmy Butler and get some stops. Um, Daniel Gaffer is going to have to be a good rim protector, and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to have to step up and be aggressive. We're going to need him to, sh- to have a good game. We're not expecting him to have 20, 30 points, but we need him to be effective. He cannot have zero points. Uh, again, he's going to have to be effective against Kyle Lowry. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And then uh, turnovers. Got to stop the turnovers. My bold prediction is Daniel Gaffer is going to make his presence known. He's going to get four blocks. That's my bold prediction. Oh, I think you're on mute. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Okay. I had to switch the mic up there. I'm sorry. Um, like I was saying, I, I think the I think Jimmy Butler, player of the game for sure for the Heat. And I also think X Factor for the Heat, I would go with I would go with Gabe Vincent. I mean, I think he had a really good game. Three for six from the field, six for twelve from the field. Definitely think Gabe Vincent. Um, he was the guy, X factor for them tonight for sure. Keys to the game, like you said, protect the paint. I would say keep the fouls down. You know, Jimmy Butler went to the free throw line way too many times tonight. I'm expecting a better performance from the Wizards offensively and defensively as well at home because they've just played way better at home than away. So turnovers, like you said as well, you can't have 17 turnovers. When you play the Heat again, you just can't. You can't do it. So, defending the three, I would say, defending the paint. Oh my goodness, defend the paint, defend the paint. Less turnovers and less fouls. You know, keep them down from getting to the free throw. Maybe like twelve free throws or something like that. I think that would be okay. My bro prediction, I would say. My bro prediction, I think I, I think that this is tough. Uh, I would say my bold prediction, I would say that the Heat shoot under 50% next time from the field, and they also shoot under 35% from the three. So I would say... Under 50% from the field and under 35% from three. I think the Wizards have a way better defensive effort in the next game. I think that's pretty – I would say that's a bold prediction for me. But, I mean, is there any final things you got to say yet? Um, No, just, you know, Bertans has been out for a long – I know sprained ankle is not anything to play with, but – and I know people don't like Bertans at all. There's a lot of people that have the pitchforks for him, out for him, but I think we can use them. We could definitely use him, so I don't know when he's coming back, but it just feels like he's been out for a little while. But, of course, rest up. And uh, I'm happy that we're going to get Dinwiddie back, and I'm happy we're going to get Gaff uh, back for Saturday night. Yeah, I would say so, too. Um, Gaff, I think Gaff will be huge. Dinwiddie will be huge. At home, that will be huge. I think the Wizards got an opportunity to get their get back against the Heat and the Hornets as well. 
But guys, once again, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Woods as your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now for our second listen, Locked On Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Well, guys, hopefully the next time we're back. We're talking about a Wizards dub, man. Uh, you know, second two-game losing streak of the season. The, the sky isn't falling. I would say it's not falling. You know, let's, let's, let's just hope they get it together at home, man, and give the fans something to see. Yes, sir. I'm with you. I mean, it's got it's not doom and gloom. It's got a long – we had a long season. Just had a couple guys out. Got to get some guys – got to get the chemistry together and find our identity. So, I, I think we'll be fine. All right, you guys. Thank you for watching. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.